1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Final hour fist pump time on the fan cam, Twitch and YouTube. Sean Sharif. That was
3: Arsenio Hall. That was not a fist pump from you. Me? That was who, 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 who. Okay,
2: good. I'm glad you remember Arsenio. Sean Sharif, our Cowboys insider, Bobby Belt. Do not do that tomahawk chop. Peyton Russell.
3: What about this fist pump?
2: That looks like you're throwing darts. Yep.
3: That's what I'm doing. All
2: right. That's enough. (laughs) We're going to cancel the fist pump. Choppy would actually. You can't
3: cancel the fist. We got to keep that in here. Choppy
2: would get. He'd be furious if we canceled it uh, while he was out. We should tell him that. We should say Bobby (laughs) did something. Middle said it's canceled. Yeah, we're still oh, Gavin. Yeah. No, no. If if he did something, no. If we just said we made the decision, he'd be furious. If we said Bobby did something, he wouldn't fight it. He wouldn't get mad. But if we said you know something happened, we're he, just
3: like, look, we don't. We think a lot of people just think it's kind of corny, so we've canceled it. Yeah,
2: they they think they think that we're praising Tommy DeVito. Yeah, Damn. yeah.
3: Oh, like we we got a lot of feedback. We weren't doing the fist bump while you're out, chop. And we got a lot of people saying like it's been so nice not having the fist bump, you know. And we just decided we're not going to do it anymore, right. chop. As
2: he's listening right now, so we wasted <laughs> three minutes of discussion. All right, reaction to Jerry Jones, who just joined us as he does every Tuesday at eight thirty. He hops on with KMC every Friday at ten thirty. This one I wrote down in no particular order. Scratching. People said we should have asked Jerry if he won the lotto uh, as he's scratching off his pen sheet. I've been hearing it with Babe Laufenberg's interview as well, that Babe is scratching. Yeah, it's like... Uh, The first, huh, eyebrow-raising moment was Jerry saying, we just didn't finish. We just didn't finish against Buffalo. You never started. Gotta finish. You never started. Um, He talked about weather. He talked about... All these things being correctable. He talked about the Bills secondary and defense copying what the Arizona Cardinals did. And then when I thought he was about to threaten the coaching staff and say something really serious with, I told them this is your fault. I told them what happened in Buffalo is on your hands. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go. An ultimatum. Then. He yanks the rug and says, and it's your fault because you've made us believe. You've done such a good job. You've set expectations so high yes. that the fall was so great. <laughs> and I believe you can get us to that mountaintop again. I hope Ryan didn't have the fan cam on me because I looked at Bobby and I rolled my eyes like, dang it! There was our threat. There was our headline. I really wish there was you. our fear that he was going to put into the team. And no, I'm only disappointed in you, son. Because you've been such a perfect child.
3: Yeah, as soon as he hit the, uh, right. it's because you've made us believe. I was really hoping Peyton would like start hitting Amazing Grace or something and yeah. just like bringing the music up as Jerry <laughs> went on this, I believe in this coach. Boy, it did sound like right there with that answer, though. Uh, he didn't say anything definitively, but he didn't say no. That sounds to me like they are going to try and work on something with McCarthy. That's, what that, that's the impression I was left with. I'm not putting words in his mouth. He did not say that's what they were working on. But he didn't say no, and he kind of said, well, I mean, three straight playoff appearances. He's now more directly intertwined with what we do because he's the offensive coordinator. So that sounded like a uh, a yes without saying yes.
2: What else did you take? What else are the media talking about? There there seemed to
3: be a little bit of, I, I don't want to say, excuse me. There's a little covering fire, I think, for Mozzie right now. Mozzie's not playing as well as he needs to. I think he's he's had some some decent progression early in the season where it's like, okay, you're making incremental steps. You're playing better. Lately, it's just it's not. It, it's kind of stalled out. It's become stagnant. Um, I, I don't think he he played particularly well in this game. Um, and he was slow off the ball once again. Um, I think the he genuinely sounds unsure about Zach Martin. I mean, Stephen and Mike McCarthy sounded more like, yeah, there's a real shot. Yeah. Jerry was like, yeah, I don't know. And, and that, to me, sounds more like, yeah, it's probably a yeah, I don't know. Again, I would be, at least for right now, things can change throughout the week. something may We may hear great progress. I For right now, I feel like you're probably going to be without Zach Martin in this game against Miami. But the good news is T.J. Bass was not bad. T.J. Bass stepped in, and he was not bad for you. And if he gets a whole week of practice to work with the group, that's an encouraging thing.
2: So, to me, the big sports topic off of that is – Jerry's saying these things are correctable. So, I wrote down what I think we all believe are the Cowboy problems. And I want you all to tell me whether you believe at this point in time in the season that they are correctable at 877-881-1053. The problems with the run defense and the impression that we all leave some of these games with that they get beaten up, bullied. Is that correctable?
3: Um, no. No. No, it's not. I agree because I mean it hasn't been corrected in five years. It's not going to come together in three weeks. It's not, and I I think it's just in a lot of ways it's the personnel you have. It's it's you have smaller linebackers who can get blocked up easier. It's you have guys who have poor run instincts in a lot of instances. That's not going to get any better. It's not going to be as bad as it was against Buffalo. Right, like it's not like every week you're going to be a threat to give up 260 yards. Uh,
2: maybe this week.
3: Maybe this week specifically. Maybe if you run into San Francisco again. But it's it's not as bad as it was in 2020 when like Cleveland's running for 250 on you and Baltimore's running for 300. It's not going to be yeah, that so where it's every week you feel like 200 yards is what's coming. But it's also not going to be good. They're just not a good run defense.
2: I agree. Penalties.
3: Penalties. Like it was surprised we talked about. It. They only had five. I guess it's the timing of the penalties. It sounded like Jerry felt like, yeah, it's correctable, but Jerry did make it sound like, look. Oh, but everyone
2: is- told me it doesn't matter that it's five because three of them led to 21 points, which you are right, but you didn't get screwed because the Cowboys actually committed, they were guilty of committing the infractions, maybe with the exception of J-Ron Curse. But I am not going to believe that this team is going to be the smarter team in a playoff game in big-time moments or throughout. That's not going to get corrected.
3: We've had zero evidence of it during the last several years. They, they, like I've said consistently for the last couple months, in big games, big close games, they lose on details almost every time. Almost every time.
2: Yes. Anything else?
3: No. I think that, uh, in general, I think that he sounds... Home Jerry, road,
2: home road, with the weather stuff.
3: That was a little odd. Uh, just because, I mean, the, the talk coming out of there from a lot of people was that the first half, the weather wasn't bad at all. Um, I guess
2: it sounds like yeah, the, the, Jerry, the Jerry is weather.
3: less Jerry is less concerned than we all are, that this is a harbinger of anything.
2: I don't know that he's less concerned or that he's just saying I don't think publicly. He, I,
3: th- I don't think he believes this is indicative of catastrophic issues that Look. need to be repaired. I think he
2: thought, the way it sounds to me was he thought it was a bad day at the office. Here's what I think. Jerry Jones believes. And unfortunately, it's going to sound very similar to R.J. Choppy. This will be the only time I ever compare Jerry to R.J. Jerry Jones looks around the National Football League, and he is right in this. Him and R.J. are right. And they look at how tough it is to win 11 or 12 games, right? Every team doesn't blow out the scrubs of the world. The Cowboys this season have taken care of business more than other very good teams against the number of scrubs that they play. Jerry puts tremendous value in that. He sees a team. He sees Atlanta slip up. This is my theory. I'm not reporting anything. He sees Atlanta slip up against Carolina. He sees the Chiefs lose a game. He sees the Eagles lose last night. And he goes, we suffer that fate a lot less than others and the rate of those upsets throughout the league. And that alone is good enough to justify a contract extension for the head coach. And that alone is is enough to feel really, really good about our football team. That is the way I think Jerry views things. Very similar to RJ where he thinks one game deciding Mike McCarthy's fate in the playoffs is unfair and Maybe even a little bit lazy when you have 17 games to go off of every year where Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys put up a really nice record. I think Jerry views it in a regular season scope. Even though you wouldn't believe the check I'd write, you'd be embarrassed. Uh, all I want, my last wish, is the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. I think that's the way he views the overall season success. That's my theory.
3: So I, I don't think that that's wrong, that that's probably how he views it. And I know that's how Choppy views it. What I would say is all right, well, let's take a look at it's not one game. One game is you losing in 21 to the 49ers. That's one game. A a sample size, like a pattern is you go on the road against Kansas City in 21 and you can't beat them and they outphysical you. You go, you know, you're you're at home against San Francisco in the playoffs in 21. They beat you. You go to Green Bay in 22. You make stupid mistakes on the road in a big environment, a big comeback game for Mike McCarthy. You guys lose on details in a game that was supposed to mean a lot. You go on the road to San Francisco, get manhandled at the end of 22. You go on the road against San Francisco this year, get absolutely mollywopped. You go on the road to Buffalo. Like this is not – it's like what we were telling Leon yesterday. Leon, this is not one game. This is a pattern. Now, maybe spread out a little bit, but every time they're given a big opportunity to respond – every single time in the last few years yep. they drop the ball yep. and so that is a pattern and that's you're making a i think you are making an informed decision based off more than just an emotional one game
2: uh bobby bell making us all proud yesterday going to his first therapy session and the term what i wrote down strategically vulnerable is what you yeah. came out of it with
3: that's uh, that was kind of the overriding message, which she said, "I'm strategically vulnerable." And I was like, "What does that mean?" Because I was trying to argue that, yeah, I think I have my walls down. I, I think I I open up a lot. She's like, "I think from talking to you here that uh, you open up in parts. You you pick your spots where you want to open up, so that you give off the impression that you're this open book, and it allows you to conceal things without people wondering if there's something else there." Yeah, I was like, "Okay, that's interesting. I don't I don't know that I agree, but it's interesting. Uh, it's at least an interesting perspective." But what, what I was really happy with was
2: your was your wife happy with what yeah. you told her
1: happened?
3: Yeah, I I, I think she's she's happy that i She's one of the ones who who wanted me to go, and so I I think that she was happy with that. And you know, one of the things that I've been trying to do is I'm trying to work through a lot of just different things in my life. And sometimes at therapy, it's from what I've heard, and I think from what I experienced yesterday, it's you have a light. Shined on on something that you didn't even know was an issue, like like an emotional blind spot of sorts. And I was going through my my little portal on, on the website, and there they have like your chart notes and stuff like that. I didn't realize she recorded the whole session, and she actually I, I was able to clip out a really emotional breakthrough that I had, Sean, a, at the end of the session, mm. where we really like like the power of it really shined a light on. Wow, I didn't even know this was something that that was weighing on me and. I think she deserves a lot of credit for helping with that. So, yeah, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, that is why I'm intimidated by Dan Orlovsky.
4: We've made a lot of progress today, but I think we both know where a lot of your issues come from.
3: Uh, we do?
4: Bobby, you have carried Sean and RJ for well over a year now with your superior football intellect. Mm. That has to take its toll.
3: That's the problem? I mean, you, like, you know... My mom died. You, know, you, like, you don't think it's that? Like the whole uh, trauma of mom dying when I was a kid?
4: Okay, that was 17 years ago. You really need to let that go. You're starting to sound pretty soft. Sean and RJ didn't believe in Brock Purdy. That was you, Bobby. I mean,
3: come on, Doc. I, that doesn't mean anything. I, I got lucky.
4: Was it lucky when you said you had a first-round grade on Dak Prescott?
3: Hey, come on, Doc. I, those are my friends, all right? I, they do good work, too. Sean and RJ try really, really hard
4: Trying isn't enough, Bobby I don't want to
3: talk about this anymore You can't run away I from it. I said yours. I don't want to talk about oh, it Oh,
4: okay We won't talk about how you know the NFL better than Sean and RJ Fine Would you rather talk about how you told them Texas would beat Alabama? <laughs> I, I You what, I, Bobby? You what? I'm so ashamed Shh, it's okay Oh, God, why do I have to be so damn smart? This is what healing sounds like.
3: So it was really powerful. It was a really emotional, raw Uh, moment.
2: Let's make fun of the (laughs) Eagles with Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com, next on The Fan.
5: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
6: Block from the shotgun
2: jsn is wide to the far side drew looks throws that way got jsn he raises up makes a catch Touchdown, seahawks Holy catfish! What a throw by Drew Lock! What an over-the-shoulder catch! And with 28 seconds left, the Seahawks lead 19-17. to Seahawks radio with the call. Jalen Hurts saying afterwards, I don't think we're committed enough. Darius Slay was jealous of how the Cowboys got along compared to the Eagles. They made a defensive coordinator play caller change with Matt Patricia a lot of chaos and filthy, and it culminated last night. Seahawks, Catfish, Salmon win 20-17. to 17. Jerry Jones told us an hour ago it was marvelous. Patrick Walker, com. what did you think of last night?
7: It was sensational. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was such a fun watch. Uh, sat there and watched every single minute of that game, and I kept thinking to myself, uh, well, after the – the initial touchdown from Hertz on that, that QB keeper to the left. I'm like, okay, you know, let's see how the Seahawks respond. And then at one point in the game, you notice that the Eagles were, they were not putting up points, right? They, they kind of kept stalling out. Yeah. So then I said to myself, well, this starts to favor the home team, especially when the home team is a Seattle team with 12th man behind them and everything and everything to play for, as far as trying to get back into the playoff picture. But then it all came down to Drew Locke. Could Drew Locke, uh, on a primetime stage against a primetime opponent delivered. And uh, the fashion in which he did, oh, my God, that's it's just wonderful. I can't stop smiling. I went to bed late yes. because I was just, just riding high off of that particular loss, how that happened. So Drew Locke was magnificent. Um, and then to see Jalen Hurts try to make the same throw deep right to try to win that game, and it's intercepted well, yeah, looks like Drew Locke's better than Jalen Hurts. Am I right? <laughs>
2: uh, Marcus Mariota. That's what uh, David Carr called for. Yeah, him. There you go. What are you uh, What are you seeing from Hurts in this Eagles offense uh, compared to last year or even earlier in the season?
7: Teams are doing exactly what, and this is why I said going into the um, Eagles versus Cowboys rematch uh, in Week 14, I said I don't know why everybody is is so surprised and up in arms at what Nick Bosa said. Because what Nick Bosa said is 100% accurate. If you uh, keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket as much as possible and you force him to go through his reads and his progressions, he's going to struggle. As long as you have the personnel on the back back end, as far as coverage is concerned, uh, to make him pay for that. And it happened against the 49ers. It happened against the Cowboys. And then now it's, it's basically happened against the Seahawks. He was outproduced. By Drew Lock, he he's now not Jalen Hurts has not thrown a single touchdown. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, only one touchdown over his last twelve quarters of play, and that was when they were down thirty-five thirteen against the Niners, so it didn't even matter. Wow, uh, two interceptions uh, in that same stretch. Obviously, both of them last night. One of them with the game on the line. He is. Uh, I don't know what this talk is about. Uh, the Eagles aren't committed. I mean, he said the Eagles aren't committed. I think they're committed to losing right now, and I, I can't get enough of that. So. I mean, keep him in the pocket, and if he happens to rattle off a you know twenty-yard run, fifteen-yard run, uh, as long as the game is close, it's not you know that big of a deal. Uh, I mean, the Seahawks were willing to give him some runs, but they didn't want him to get downfield, and he couldn't. And AJ Brown was clamped, uh, Devonte Smith clamped. So when you have that receiving coin, you can't get them the ball. Uh, you're basically dead in the water.
2: Patrick Walker on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill hotline from the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Give me the percentage pie, the, the 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 pie percentage points that the Eagles lose one of these final three, two against DeVito, one hey. against Arizona.
7: 75%.
2: That they lose one of the three?
7: Yes. Ooh. Give yes. it to me. And, and here's why I say that. And this was before last night. So this is not... Um, attached solely to what I saw last night, as far as the, the Eagles' secondary, uh, when the news of Darius Slay getting his knee scoped and he'll miss multiple games, that's a big one. The fact that they moved over to Matt Patricia, who's by the way he's an offensive coordinator. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Um, that <laughs> indi- indicator number. That's indicator number two. That that secondary and that defense is in dire straits. So then you add what you saw last night um, with what Drew Locke was able to do with the game on the line and. Uh, and you you add what the Eagles went up against with the Cowboys and that offense, and now you're talking about uh, a Giants offense that's not a juggernaut, it's not an offensive juggernaut, but neither was Drew Locke, uh, right? So Drew Locke's not an offensive, you know, uh, he's not a Hall of Famer, nor will Tommy Cutlets be. However, Tommy Cutlets, outside of he struggled a little bit last week, he battled through a concussion. Well, he was cleared, he came back. But, I mean, for the most part, three wins going into that game last week, uh, giants are starting to believe in themselves and they're going against the secondary who, in my opinion, is just the worst secondary in the league right now in the Philadelphia Eagles, especially with slay out. That's putting a lot of stress on James Bradbury. Who's just been a lunchable all year long yeah. for wide receivers. You saw what DK Metcalf was able to do uh, on that game when drive and then JSN on that same drive teams are just going to keep talking to him. So if I'm Brian Dayball, I get two opportunities to take James Bradbury, to the woodshed and I do it, that's going to give them a chance to at least split. And if you have trouble stopping Drew Locke, uh, good luck chasing that guy, Kyler Murray, all over the field.
3: Uh, Pat, I like to uh, look at the problems of others as a way of uh, ignoring my own issues. So it's something I'm working on in therapy right now. That's why, uh, that's why we open with the Eagles. But of course, Dallas did have a, a pretty unfortunate game against Buffalo on Sunday. Yeah. When you look at that game, what do you mark off as that was a bad day at the office versus this is cause for genuine concern and needs to be repaired in the next three weeks?
7: Bad day at the office in regards to penalties. And, you know, speaking with Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons after the game, and I asked them before the game as well to this to the same point, What's the what's the differentiator between what the Cowboys are doing at home and what they're doing on the road? And before and after, they're saying, well, you know, you can't really put a finger on it, but they have to figure it out. What well, I think that it's these are tangible items. Perfect example being, and we can talk about quality of officiating or lack thereof all, all the live long day. But the fact is, three personal fouls spotted the Bills 18 of their first 21 points. So it helped put you in a 21 to 3 hole. And then the weather started to move in. And we're not blaming the weather here because the first half was pretty good. But once the weather started to move in and you had to pass your way out of that hole, in a hostile territory, the game was was pretty much a wrap from there because even um, McDermott and Josh Allen, they didn't even want to throw the ball. That's why he finished with under 100 yards and only one touchdown, only passed 15 times because he didn't care. and He didn't have to. So the Cowboys, what Dak said is 100% accurate. The Cowboys got beat by the formula, which was the Bills wanted to get up big early, force the Cowboys to throw themselves out of it on the road in the rain, and they just simply couldn't do it, which then allowed the Bills, who were up big, to run the ball at will time and again, time of possession, almost 10 minutes in in the Bills' favor, and just hammer, hammer, hammer at an increasingly tired defense. And then the big plays on the ground started to happen more and more. And then James Cook, I mean, I've never seen him play like that. Even in his days in Athens uh, with my dog, I've never seen James Cook play like that. Even when the play was dead on arrival for him, his vision was superb. He'd just get back and leak out the backside and turn it into like a 10-yard game. So, I don't know. Uh, It's just a bad day at the office and maybe just stop playing Georgia running backs.
2: (laughs) What happened between McCarthy and Bones on the sideline?
7: Well, my understanding is that McCarthy didn't give the green light for um, that attempted block by Sam Williams, and and that's more or less what happened. And, of course, it's one of those things where, kind of like a basketball analogy, where you, you shoot the shot and everybody's like, that's a terrible shot. Don't, oh, good shot that's if it if it goes in if it doesn't go in you're still like why the hell did you shoot that so Sam Williams he to his credit he had an opportunity to make that block which would have been his second uh big play in a row the first one would have been previously on that third down where he pressured uh Josh Allen uh, out of the pocket and made it an incomplete pass but technique I mean you know uh, what's the word technique technique comes into play in uh, moments like that and He just didn't have perfect technique. So, you know, you run into the kicker. What did I talk about earlier? Penalties, 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 penalties. You run into the kicker. You give them a new set of downs. They march down the field. They get more points off of it. Um, Mike McCarthy was furious uh, with Bones Fossil uh, because of that. Based on where they were on the field as well, I mean, Fossil went boom or bust, and it, it just was a bust that time.
2: So if Sam Williams makes contact with the football, Mike McCarthy's fine.
7: Basically. <laughs> yeah, I I, one, I 100% believe that. I believe it's one of those things yeah. where Fossil took his shot yep. and McCarthy's like, don't shoot that. Yeah. But then if it goes in all net, if it's a pub block and then turns into six points, then McCarthy's high five and bone is like, I knew you had it in you. Yeah. Um, and it really so was it the right call, call. Yeah, but then it went horribly the wrong way. So McCarthy is like, who told you to do that? Yeah. So it's one of those things. So, I mean, oh, in that situation – um, I don't. I didn't have a problem with the call. I just had a problem with how Williams handled the play once he teleported into the backfield. I think maybe he even surprised himself and got back there too quick. <laughs> and then he was like, holy crap, what do I do? And, you know, he right. made the, the mistake.
3: We're talking with Patrick Walker from DallasCowboys.com. Pat, so yesterday, Mike McCarthy, Stephen Jones, they both were, were striking what felt like an optimistic tone on Zach Martin and his injury status. Jerry this morning with us sounded like he was a little more unsure than than them. Where do you think the the situation stands currently with Zach Martin's availability for this weekend?
7: Well, Bobby, I'll put it two ways. One, uh, McCarthy was optimistic, like you said. Zach himself was optimistic. He said uh, in the locker room after the game, he said, quote, I feel good um, about chances versus the Dolphins. Uh, and then yesterday, McCarthy doubled down on the optimism there. And, I mean, we all know between Jim Marr and Britt Brown, you know, some arguably the best – uh, trainers in, in the uh, in the industry. But that being said, I'm scarred from, you know, <laughs> Tyler Smith missing a couple games when we didn't mm-hmm. think that he would. Uh, Tyron Smith missing, you know, more time than we thought he would before they put him on this new regiment. And then you look at the, the loss in Arizona, you were out three guys. And then, of course, Tyron was active for that game, but then ultimately ruled out of that game. So when it comes to the Cowboys offensive line, I am hereby taking a wait and see approach, <laughs> right? I believe that I believe in these trainers one hundred percent, but we, we really need to see how that that quad contusion reacts to to treatment this week before I can give any odds on Zach Martin taking the field. They they are optimistic. Zach is, um, Mike is. Jerry looks like he's kind of playing the line, uh, but from a me standpoint, from a Patrick standpoint, uh, PTSD. So let's just let's just see and hope.
2: You take anything uh, interesting from Jerry an hour ago?
7: You know, when you guys asked Jerry about uh, where do you think the the Bills defense kind of won the battle against the Cowboys, uh, he, he made a great point. But my mind went right to the trenches. I don't think that the Cowboys got bullied as much as I think they got finessed. Um, when you look at the the Bills, they only blitzed six times and yet they constantly got pressure against the Cowboys, even before Zach Martin went out of the the game, but most certainly after he went out of the game. That tells me that they were losing, the Cowboys were losing their matchups up front. Some of that was bullying. Some of that was technique. You know, there was kind of a mentality there that the Cowboys were losing. Don't really know what was going on with that. But when you look at James Cook, he didn't look like Marshawn Lynch out there. He wasn't running through an MFer's face, right? (laughs) Um, he looked like Gale Sayers and Walter Payton. Like, he was shifty, He was quick. He was burning the edges more than he was taking it um, up the dirty the A and B gap. So, I think it was more of a finesse um, situation. The Cowboys got beat by the formula, which is finesse, and they got beat by James Cook, who was basically just making them chase him all over the field. When you miss 12 tackles against a team, to me that doesn't tell me that you got bullied. It tells me you got finessed, and that's what happened in Buffalo.
2: Great stuff as always. Thank you, Patrick. Have a good one.
7: You too, fellas. Talk to you soon.
2: Patrick Walker brought to you by the Windstar World Casino and Resort. Proud to be the official casino of the Dallas Cowboys. Please game responsibly. The only one who can figure it all out. He educated us yesterday. Kevin Haglin explains how the Cowboys can still win the ah. NFC East. Part of KNC Crosstalk after this.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
2: Props to whoever's doing the promos around here lately. Very, very nice job. You're welcome. Did you and do no, that? No, no, no I did it. You, <laughs> you can't even do a college intro. <laughs> I was like, Did you hear that imaging? Oh. That was most certainly you know, not Peyton. No, Carter, record
3: something. It's, it's time. for a crab session, baby. <laughs> Where he says it like Moira He's listening
2: Rose,
1: right now on his way to baby. work. Why are
2: you so afraid of Carter? <laughs> Yesterday what? and today. Oh. You're, you're, oh. You're, you're, yeah, am I, am I? Peyton, you no. got your nuts in your stomach I don't right think now. I'm your voice just—you're like, don't, don't, don't talk. Don't. He's gonna get upset. He's gonna get upset. Carter,
3: you should kick Peyton's ass when you get in here. <laughs> like is because
1: if he throws stuff, I get hit first. Is
2: it like a redhead rage thing? Like, is it? What, what's yeah. What's going on? Because yesterday you were like getting uncomfortable a little bit. Like. And Bobby and I today were talking about the racist Pro Bowl or Anthony Edwards' abortion. Oh, I was uncomfortable. With it was those. Glorious, that by was the way. in the same segment, wasn't it? I just know. for me. I was thinking about you. Yeah, he
3: was about to start talking about the anthem. Everything. It was
8: about oh to get really uncomfortable. God. I yeah. agreed. Kevin would just disintegrate right in front I of you. Pass Bob. out and be like, I can't do it. <laughs> See, but I
2: told Bassett this the other day. I was. I, I didn't think Kevin. I thought I didn't think Kevin would shy away from from topics. Are you guys making smart business decisions with your ten and eleven shares? I think you just figured it out. <laughs>
8: oh, I think you
3: just figured it out. Our oh, ratings are
8: fantastic, Sean. Thank you for pointing that out. The station is doing badass right they're now. They're Dion. That's awesome. they'll, they'll, they'll take away one half of the
3: field, but they're not tackling. That's they're not right. doing any of that. That's right. That's
2: right. <laughs> so, props to the promos. Did you say that was brought us a song?
3: Yeah. Big X the plug. That's the one that he drunkenly like danced
8: to at uh, the Rangers Parade. Corey, what's coming up? Uh, guys, right out of the gate, the tiebreakers. And we figure it all out. So we got to figure out what does strength of victory actually mean. Oh my god, I worked so hard on that. How we figure it all out, and then at ten forty, Corey asks all the football questions. What's the first one? You'll have to wait. Find out. Oh man,
2: what a tease!
3: In show
8: prep, love it. (laughs) Hey, give away all the secrets here to how you make a glorious show. You're
2: like our NBC, like. Playoff positioning guy, the guy okay. they throw up there, yeah.
8: the guy that was like, was he on CNN or Fox during the elections? Oh yeah, what a and now guy. yeah, he's you're our, you're a Tim Russert or a
3: John
6: King. And TV,
3: and yeah, Torch
8: TV said, "Well, let's get this guy."
6: Except there's viable
2: options that people like.
6: Were you? Guys- see, there you go. That was just for you. <laughs> there you go.
2: Yeah. No, when I, when I read the Anthony Edwards story, I thought of you because I'm like, Dude. I can see Kevin putting this guy on blast for being. A, if someone's going to identify someone for being a bad human being, it would be you and. That's why I went in on Anthony also, Edwards.
6: Was it? I was a little surprised to see how much money he sent over. Like $100,000? $100,000 if she also doesn't want the baby. But I just thought it was weird, and he's like, yeah, don't leave me alone after this. I'm like, that's yeah. not really how that works <laughs> well, at he's all. Got, well, he's got another one
2: knocked up. There's two pregnant. Oh, dear. Yes. Yes. And I, I just didn't want him to completely get away with it because he's freezing in Minnesota because he had the homophobic thing earlier. And it's like, okay, this guy He put LOL though, so he's good. Oh he
3: put if you out. end things with L O L it it takes softens, away the harshness of softens it.
2: Softens the blow there. Mm-hmm. You guys are familiar with Don't Say Anything and Peyton, Don't Say Anything. You guys familiar with what they do? You know how when they show cowboy games or Mavs, they show, you know, Fort Worth and the yeah. cattle up and down the streets. Yeah. What do they do for Seattle sporting events? in that same They
8: show light. the fish market. Weed. Thank you. Okay.
2: Yeah. Bobby, so there was a catfish call earlier in one of these play-by-play okay. from last night. They said holy catfish They said or holy catfish, and I was like, oh, maybe they're referring to the throwing fish the market. fish at the market. Yeah. Bobby and Peyton have no idea what we're talking about. So I don't feel You've like- you been to how's Seattle? That, how's that that possible? Is been catfish? I've never been to Seattle, but they show it every <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> I, I haven't
3: been to Seattle since CHOP was established. Okay. okay. CHOP? Sorry, move on.
2: <laughs> Like R.J.? Yeah, that's it. Or chop tough.
3: Yeah, that's it. So anyway, Fish Market, I've never heard of this thing.
8: I watch.
2: You have seen them throw the fish. They throw I the the fish, fish to each other.
8: Why oh, am I? Man. Look, I'm not. I, like, uh, no. I don't know why they throw fish. It does. I have no clue why. Look, look. Like, what's I, the purpose? Th- think about
3: this. I have been at like Cowboys games non-stop for like the last 7 years like i'm not watching the tv broadcast of oh, of those gosh. ones and if i've got other if i've got free time to watch game i'm generally not going like i really want to watch the seahawks so i'm not going to see their stupid Ooh. bump shots well oh, before
2: thought... we actually made you relevant and hired you at the station oh my i'm that sure you so were seeing seahawk games uh, what other cities are as identifiable as that fish thing with seattle that you can think of when they go to we're live in blah 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 city state What are the other things? We got cattle. We got horses here. We have... Does that ever bother you? Yes. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. Cause I thought when I moved here, like a horse was gonna pick me up from the airport. <laughs> Is that really what you
6: thought? <laughs> and, like, I'd be because over that, to the radius. I, I, feel, uh-huh. I feel like I
3: feel like whenever there's a I'd buy a hat like RJ just did. I feel like whenever there's a like a, a baseball game or a football game in Chicago, they gotta get the bump shot of like the, the oh beam. here's the close-up but me making the Chicago dog with oh, the little yeah. pickle in it, and like they gotta beam. show somebody like Cheese creating State? Liberty Bell. Sure,
2: they yeah. they do that. Not somebody oh, punching the falls. a horse. That's right. The Falls Buffalo. Yes. That's oh,
3: always Niagara there. Niagara Falls. You got to see that. Yeah. The, so, the stuff on the sidewalks of San
8: Francisco. <laughs> Times oh Square. Goodness. Do they do they usually do Times Square with Giants uh, games or Jets, Jets games, do. or do they stay away from that?
2: They light up the Empire State Building, maybe. your yes. yes. colors. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, when did you believe last night that this was actually happening? Don't tell me. That you had all this great faith no. in Drew Locke no. with a minute twenty four left to go ninety yards. I
8: did say last week that I thought Seattle was going to win. Yeah, so I, 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 that is on record on air. So twice at least. Um, but I also thought that was more about about Philly not being up to it. Let, yesterday during crosstalk with Broadus, he was like, "Seattle can't finish games. Yep. Uh, they just they can they can make games competitive, but they don't know how to close them out." And I, th- I was like, oh, man, as the minutes were winding down, I was like, this is what Broadus is talking about. But I think it was, you know, once it was all over with, I, I kind of had that sigh of relief. But this is... I've been saying this for a minute now. I want to watch Philadelphia crumble from within. And that's what it appears to be happening. AJ Brown doesn't like uh doesn't like Hertz right now, and Hertz doesn't like AJ Brown. And I don't think the sick thing was real. Wait. I think it was made up BS. Whoa, Whoa. to create some Aaron interest Ron- in the game. You think Aaron he ate majors. a bad pizza uh, with Michael Jordan? It's this is it was bad a whole salmon. week. It was a whole week of him talking about how sick he was and how he wasn't feeling good he wasn't with the team. Did he had to zoom in. Did Play- you guys see
3: the Drew Locke clip? Of him post game where he was looking around to shake his hand, and I guess the cameras <laughs> caught him going. I guess he's sick, and then walked off. the oh, of Lock, said that? Lock uh, was looking for Taylor Hurts. Anyway, I guess he's sick.
2: Wait, you think that the I
8: think they're falling apart inside? But
2: the Hurts AJ Brown thing, you think was his buy-in comment or continuity? Where where are you? Yeah, where are you getting AJ Hurts? Did they go at it last night? There was
8: a little. Was there not a conversation about her about AJ Brown saying going to the coach and saying, "Hey, look, man, the fumbles are a problem for us." And then Jalen Hurts is out there doing fumble drills. Yeah,
2: what was up with that no, okay. those drills? It was so,
8: that fake. So that was – that was. it was
3: reported, but it was by some Twitter reporter that I don't think is actually associated with anybody, so it could be totally mad.
8: All right, I'll take it. I'm fine with I'll it. I'll take it too. They, I think their their head coach – and you used the word meatball this morning, uh, referring to Dom, and my son thought that was hilarious because uh, he'd never heard of human being called a meatball before, oh, yeah. so it was great for him. Uh, but that's that's what I think is going on. I think there's some in, internal turmoil regarding the way they play. Their coach had them at too high of a standard, too high of intensity uh, all season long, and you just can't keep that up that all season long. What
2: is your confidence level?
8: Well, in- I just want
6: to tell you, not until the sideline catch. It wasn't until the sideline catch that I thought Seattle could
2: actually win this
6: game.
3: Man, that was a good one. That was my answer.
2: No, you're too busy you're probably checking in with your therapist on your phone right now. Oh, uh, that is important,
6: dear
3: though. therapist. Sean is mean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who's this?
6: I hope you get invited to his therapy session sometime, and you're like, "So you're the famous Sean?" I could have saved
2: him <laughs> the money. I, I fix, I, you know, I fix uh, everyone's problems.
6: Everyone's, is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What
3: did you say you were going to save my fifty bucks? You you had the 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 key for me. Some real real. you like
2: your fifty. Yeah, you bucks. said you
3: said here you can save fifty bucks going to therapy. Yeah. What is it? What was my issue? Hey, Sean last week he goes here I'll save you your money. Your mom died.
2: No. Uh, <laughs> Oh. I was like, you know, no, what I, I was going back to the whole uh, what yeah. happened with your mother. You yeah. know, It all traces back and all that stuff. So, yeah, you're going
3: to give me 50 bucks for that. <laughs> that was oh. on the air. I'm not sharing an no, off yeah, air I joke. Remember, I do remember that moment when <laughs> but we were I were like,
2: I, I like that type of stuff. I like, you know, I'm fascinated to be inside Bassick's therapy sessions. Oh, my God. And to yeah. hear what he's going for and the growth. And he was dropping terms. on us and everything. I I think it's good. I love the psychology of that stuff.
8: Working with Mike as long as you have, how much of... Mike's session is I don't know what I did and he's being honest that he doesn't know cuz he doesn't pay attention. Yes. Okay.
6: And as long as he's being honest then he can get some good feedback. He might not love it, <laughs> right, yeah. but he
8: can get some good feedback. But I do think that the the reality is I didn't realize it cuz I wasn't thinking about anybody else's feelings in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where basic like where people will be like, "Man, I don't like that you did that." And he's like, "I don't have a clue what you're talking about." And that's where it is with him. She told I me I,
3: she told me I was very self aware. I just didn't seem to know what to do with the information <laughs> when I had that awareness. Well, that's actually good. That's
2: good Your information. That sounds good. Yeah, Are you fun. guys worried about losing uh, Mike to a uh, Bally with uh, CJ Nikowski Want leave, it? Leaving no. for the Braves. I don't you, wha-
8: you want to lose him. Why? I do want to lose him. No, listen, listen. All right, let's be very clear about this. <laughs> Please do. Shots fired. Because I a couple weeks ago, I, before we I went to Jared Sandler's thing, I told I told Mike in our meeting. Look, if you see me talking to John Blake, it's because I'm pushing for you to be a, a color analyst for the Rangers next year. And then he was like, Hey, wh- why would you say that? Do you know something I don't know? And I was like, I don't know anything. I just, I think you're good. I think you're really good at this. And I would, I, w- I think you would love to do it. I think it would be a great opportunity for you. Though I think you would still be connected to us, and that would be a, be- a benefit to us. I think he'd call us yeah. and do like a weekly yeah. with us or whatever. Uh, so I was like, man, I, I just, I know that you love baseball and this would be a great opportunity. And he's talked about this. He was like, look, if the Nationals came to me and said, hey, we want to do this and this and this, I would have to consider it. So now I don't know if I was supposed to say that. <laughs> um, on oh But that being say. said, I I, I I know that he would be good at it. And so that's why I want it, because I think it would be a positive for him. Could we take a hit from it? Absolutely, man. But. Uh, but it would be something positive for for that guy. Basic in the TV booth
6: mm-hmm. how, is very different than he is in the radio. Yeah.
2: So, like, how do you think that would balance out, if it would balance out at all? Like, you're live, right? When you're doing pregame and post, and this is really, really having a real conversation without mic gear. <laughs> but when you're doing pre and post, right, you have less time. To be as raw and reactionary, sure. And if you're in a game, reacting to a play and explaining it, blah blah blah, you're going to get, in my opinion, more real. Mike. Now, I'm someone who believes that Bally is so soft and so terrible and so generic and so vanilla and vague. That would be awesome if you got radio, Mike. But I'm just, I'm just wondering how long radio Mike could last if he was in that TV broadcast booth. With the reaction.
8: So Does I, that makes sense. When yeah. I when I was doing play by play the color stuff before we started here, the one of the notes was <laughs> oh, no. one of the notes was there's always a positive in the play. So even if you look at it and you're like that guy, my guy didn't do something right, the guy on the other side did something right. So talk about that instead. Uh. And so he he might be coached to hey, look, man, we're not gonna be that way about it but i think he'll be on i think he's going to talk baseball and i think that's the the raw part that you're going to get the most out of him is the real baseball aspect of we're, we're,
2: we're, amazon's
8: going to be fine with it we're, <laughs> we're
6: awarding amazon's
2: him going to be fine we're awarding him games and you know that's premature we don't know who they're going to get yeah, that's true. to fill the spot but i always get these Josh Lewin messages i wasn't here for Lewin i worked radio with him but
3: i loved Lewin doing Jeez. the rangers calls
6: do you remember what him and Elf and Mine wanted to call their show? Yes. I got rejected? Yes.
8: What is that, Kevin?
6: Ooh. I regretted that sentence <laughs> Ooh. since I started it.
3: I think I can figure it out.
6: Do you know? I'm not
3: going to say it on the air, but I think I can figure it out. Okay. Corporate
6: rejected it. People seem to like it. I heard someone.
2: Oh. In, maybe you know a different version I of yeah. this story I than it, I do. Yeah, I heard it was... Yeah, someone on the show that maybe rejected. Oh, but I do, I, I do can think. Figure that out. I think, Kyle what <laughs> not, Kyle I think what we need to do as a station. I think what we need to do is a
8: station. Though is we need to support and we need to write letters to our legislators uh, oh. to get Mike in. Uh, you know, get him a few games. Maybe, maybe just get him. Oh, he'll get some games. Yeah, let's get him like. Uh, let's get him like ten games next. Is
3: year. Is there anything else you think we should write legislators about?
8: <sighs> yeah. Sports gambling. Sports gambling. Mm-hmm. Uh, weed. Oh. Um, cool. If you had Ted
2: Cruz on again, would you ask him about BASIC in the booth? You know, like yes, yeah, let me throw that out. But there. he's an
8: Astros guy, so.
2: I thought you were gonna say something else. We're
8: back tomorrow. Can it's he's a Cancun the guy.
2: KFC, <laughs> Bobby, you should have stopped talking three we're minutes so ago. We're so close, man. KMC is next on one hundred and five KNC. Thank you. Bye, Mike. Mike's already in with the Rangers TV booth. KNC is next on the fan.